Picks Radio. Welcome into NFL Happy Hour. I'm here with my usual guest, Donnie. How you doing, my man? Doing well. Doing well. Another Monday. Another Monday. We'll be here trying to snipe some early lines. We're going to break down the games from yesterday, and we will also take a look at Monday Night Football. Donnie, I'm going to just dive right into it, though, in terms of the recap. We'll start things off in the Minnesota Vikings-Saints game that took place in London. Uh, 28-25 Vikings. Any takeaways here? Yeah, a game where it kind of felt like a, almost like a snooze fest for most of the game, and then fourth quarter hits, and, and we had a really good one on our hands. Um, kind of see Je- Justin Jefferson come back off his you know two-game skid or whatever, and Vikings do just enough to get it done. Huge game from Justin Jefferson. That was great for all the fantasy people. Um, what did you What did you make of like? I found it pretty interesting that the Saints were missing all three of what most people would consider like their key players: Jameis, Kamara, Michael Thomas. But yet, the offense looked fine. You know, behind Andy Dalton, um, Chris Olave kind of seems to be becoming the guy there. A- any thoughts on the Saints' offense, Donnie? Yeah, you know, they ran the ball pretty well. Latavius Murray looked okay, but but with this, regardless whether it's Jameis or Andy Dalton, it seems like this offense might be, you know, kind of there's a, a low floor or a low ceiling, I should say. Mm-hmm. You, you know, with regardless of who's at the helm, and we see they miss um, Thomas and Kamara, and they looked okay, but you're not going to win many games in the NFL running out uh, with this offense. Yep. Um, so really not much to, to get at there with that game. We'll move into the Seahawks and the Lions, which was probably the highest scoring game of the weekend, 48 to 45. My Detroit Lions break my heart again. What do you think, Donnie? Yeah, they, you know, they got to figure this thing out. Um, I believe through week four, they're averaging most points in the league. Uh Somewhere around like 35, I want to say, and they were sitting at one and three. So, so they got a problem with this defense, and and they got to figure it out sooner rather than later, because because Jared Goff looks really good. I mean, look, you can't give up. It's it's pretty cut and dry for the Lions. They're giving up an insane amount of points every week. Your offense put 45 points on the board. Um, I tip my hat to you, Donnie. I saw you play Jared Goff in fantasy, which I thought was like interesting when I saw it before the games, but <laughs> it looks good now. It looks good now. Yeah, that, a little bit of desperate times, and, and he comes through in a big way. And, you know, they're able to run the ball. Like, Jared Goff looks good, not not turning the ball over at a at a crazy rate. And on the other side, Geno looks pretty good himself. So we're seeing two quarterbacks where people aren't very high on have a have a great week for Yep. Um, let me ask you something. Do you have a computer in front of you, Donnie? I do. Do me a favor, and I'd like all the listeners who happen to be in front of a computer. If you're not, don't worry. But if you are, do me a favor, Donnie, and head to the Steady Picks website real quick because I want to show you a new feature as well as the listeners. All right. You're good to go. All right. And head to the Sports tab and go to the NFL page. And what you're going to see, Donnie, and anyone else as well, is you're going to see a new team stats and analytics page where 
we break down passing stats offensively, rushing stats offensively, defensive stats, and against the standings, or against the spe- spread, excuse me, stats. But if you click the passing one for this example, before we move on from the Lions, something that I noticed, Donnie, Jared Goff's only been sacked five times this season. He has all day to throw to. He didn't, I think like what, two or three receivers were out yesterday? Yeah, Noah Monra and, you know, Hawkinson kind of carried the load. I just want to highlight that, that I know as bad as that Lions defense is, the offense is that promising as well, is is something that I've noted. Um, yeah, no DeAndre Swift as well uh, yesterday. All that O-line just really, I don't know, but... For anybody who did take take a chance to look at that, you can kind of sort through a bunch of different things there. I'm not going to dive too deep into it, but take a look when you can. Yeah, um, it's pretty cool stuff. You know, just another tool for for betters to you know use and, and sift through. Exactly. Uh, we'll keep it moving since we have a lot of games here, Donnie. Jets Steelers 24-20. The Kenny Pickett era begins. What do you think? Uh, I've been saying it all along. I'm I'm not too high on on Kenny Pickett, um, you know, as a talent. As we see, you know, you, you say what you will about his three interceptions, uh, two kind of tipped off the receiver's hands. One was a a prayer almost. Um, mm-hmm. had two rushing touchdowns. He he didn't impress me. Um, and ultimately, Zach Wilson comes from behind and, and wins this one. Yep, I thought Zach Wilson looked pretty good. Um, I just want to note that what do you do if you're the Steelers right now where you have three, at least two really good receivers, what I think, in Pickens and Deontay Johnson. Claypool's certainly talented as well, but you just don't have a guy who can, like, utilize them the way they, they need to be to make the offense go. So it's like, what do you what do you really do? You're a quarterback away. Yeah, the Steelers are at such an interesting point right now. You know, you have Mike Tomlin, who never been under 500 since he's been with the Steelers and they're in real trouble of uh losing that streak sitting that one and three yep um okay well another another pretty just shitty game to be honest Bears Giants Giants win 20 to 12 another big day from Saquon another questionable day from Justin Fields what do you think yeah man I just do not get this you know, <clears throat> I was higher than some on, on Justin Fields. And, you know, I don't know. Coaching staff's not doing many favors. The GM uh, isn't doing many favors. We've said this before on the show. But, man, it's crazy that they're sitting at 2-2 two and two at this point. You know, Fields 11 for 22 again for 174 yards. I'd like to see, not that they're capable of, I'd like to see them kind of just unleash Fields, let them scramble, you know, let them – kind of throw the ball more than 22 times and just see what happens. You know, they're, they're not a playoff team in my eyes this year. So like truly see what you have in Justin Fields and, and see if it's good or bad. But right now they're for, for purposeful reasons, they're not really letting him, uh, you know, do his thing. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you at some point you got to just like take the leash off and, and see what you got. Cause you, you might need a replacement sooner rather than later if he's not the guy. But um, 
any other takeaways there in terms of like the betting side or, or anything? I know Daniel Jones kind of like went down or whatever happened with him. Yeah, it looks like he'll be good to go at least as of right now for next week. Um, Giants sit at three and one, which is is shocking to me. Obviously, their wins have came from Chicago and and John uh, a blank, Ricky. Who's the other? Oh, Carolina, Carolina. Uh, and then Tennessee in week one, which I guess was a decent win. But they're, they're an interesting team. Uh, you know, what is Daniel Jones going to do the rest of the season? Uh, it's kind of a make-or-break year for him. Yeah, very, very true. And the, the passing offense is definitely looking questionable. Uh, we'll see how far Saquon can take them. But um, next game... The Titans go Indian into Indianapolis. They beat the Colts outright as three-and-a-half-point dogs. Man, Colts, you think they're in trouble? Yeah, big time. You know, <clears throat> this offensive line is just not getting it done. Matt Ryan's turning the football over. Um, I think they're in, they're in deep trouble. I can't disagree. I mean, Shaq Leonard left this game hurt. I will say the defense held – for, like, the entire second half. I'm pretty sure this was 24-3, like, second quarter. And uh, they just weren't able to, to get it done. Any any news with the Jonathan Taylor injury? Uh, looks like he avoided serious injury. Um, I guess we'll just have to follow uh, throughout the week to see if he's playing for week five. You know, 20 carries, 42 yards. That's just not a recipe for success for this team. You know, they want to establish their ground game and – you can't when he's averaging, you know, two yards a carry. And it's interesting, like, this Indianapolis Colts team, we thought, you know, dating back to last year, two years ago, really had a roster ready to win, and maybe they were a quarterback away. But they just keep, not that it's a downgrade, but it's almost like a lateral move from from Wentz to Matt Ryan, to all these guys stepping in that they're trying out. You know, when do they just look, look for a uh, rookie quarterback in the draft and kind of, uh, you know, develop them? Yeah, I, I feel like they're one of those teams that felt they were kind of like in a window with some of the other key pieces, especially on the, the defensive side of the ball. You know, they were kind of positioned to to win now, but you're right. Like at a certain point, man, you, you got to get your guy when he's little. Yeah, just take the Band-Aid off. Yep. Um, okay, we'll, we'll go to the Chargers. Texans, 34-24. They were blowing them out. Then this got close again. Eckler got it going. Uh, any takeaways for you? Yeah, I think uh, myself or, or you, Ricky, could run on this Houston Texans defense. <laughs> you know, um, obviously with Justin Herbert under center, they didn't really need to, but it just feels like, man, whoever the Texans play, their running backs bound for a big game. Eckler gets in the uh, end zone twice. Uh, Herbert looks more like himself, I should say, in a little bit easier matchup, nonetheless. Uh, you know, don't no reason to panic on the Chargers. They're battling through some injuries, but they got it done. Yeah, I, I thought they looked good, like for the most part. Um, yeah, I got I got nothing to add there. So I'll, I'll they keep... have an interesting game, Ricky. Uh, they travel to Cleveland next week. Line is, sits at a field goal. Um, interesting to note there. Yeah, three point favorites going on the road at Cleveland. I saw that. I saw that. I think Tom, that may have been one of the ones that he bet this morning uh, on the Chargers side. But we're gonna be we're gonna be doing some sniping shortly here. We're gonna really dig into these 
and and try and find at least a couple good lines, Donnie, if you're if you're good Absolutely. with that. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'm going to run through the rest of these a little bit quicker here. We got the Browns, Falcons. The Falcons get it done two and two behind Mariota. Quick takeaways. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> it wasn't That's pretty. Simply put, uh, they kind of get get going on the ground with, with several different backs. You know, we see rookie Al, uh, Tyler Algier come in and step up in a big way. Caleb Huntley. Um, Mariota just didn't have it. You know, seven for 19 uh, and a pick. I mean, they only had seven completions, and they come away with a win. Uh, pretty interesting note, Chubb. Same old Nick Chubb and – I don't know. Atlanta's in, uh, kind of impressing me how they just find ways to win sitting at two and two. Yeah. I mean, like you said, the, the passing stat line especially is not a typical winning recipe there, but they have like these random running backs coming out of nowhere. You know, I think they're averaging over five yards a carry as a team. Um, so yeah, like they move the ball, I guess is the big, the big takeaway for me one way or another. Is, it, is Atlanta uh, sort of our wagon this year? 4-0 against the spread, kind of like uh, that Detroit team last year? Or or is there about to be a major correction on the Atlanta Falcons now that we're kind of like hyped up on them, a lot of us? We'll see. That will, that will be a, a good thing to monitor moving forward. Um, all right. Let's go, let's go Cowboys, Commanders. Pass rush. Cowboys yeah, pass rush. Cooper man. rush. 4 0. How about that? Unbelievable. I mean, you think Carson Wentz could be headed to the bench? I think it's a matter of time, to be honest with you, Ricky. I'd love to see uh I'd love to see Sam Howell get in there. Last week we talked about Taylor Heineke. It just feels like the wheels are about to come off and it might happen sooner rather than later. Doesn't look like a good situation. Um, Eagles, Jags. I want to dig into this one for a minute here with you because I was I was really excited to see the Eagles hit some adversity, especially early in this game. They're down 14 nothing. They don't budge. They don't budge. They get it right back. They end up covering the spread even in this game, winning 29 to 21. What are your thoughts here on on both sides? Yeah, uh, Miles Sanders first first thing that comes to my head. You know, that's probably the best I've seen him run in, in quite some time with the Eagles. Kind of a you could say almost put him on put the Eagles on his back and you know march him down the field several on several occasions. Uh, biggest thing that stands out is you know twenty unanswered in the second quarter. Um, with game like yesterday, it'd be pretty easy to kind of you know, pack it in down 14, nothing in some, some, uh, poor conditions, but, but they do a good job of coming back and, and winning this one against a pretty good Jacksonville team. Yeah. And like, I know, I know Trevor Lawrence, it was a little bit sloppy, but he didn't play terrible. You know, I thought the Eagles, this was a game that they, they took, they got down early and they, they took it, but, um, I'll keep it, I'll keep it moving for us. We got about, Three, three, four more games to recap, one of which I got a little bit of a rant in. Uh, Bills-Ravens. Bills come back from down, I think they were down 20-3, to three, potentially. 
Yeah. They win 23-20. What do you think? <clears throat> you know, another game in some some poor conditions. But give Buffalo credit, you know. Uh, they, they come back and win this one. Uh, Baltimore, man. That's both their losses. They were up three scores, three possessions at some point in the game. And now they're sitting at two and two. Donnie, Josh Allen is unbelievable. Like, that's, I'm just going to sum it up as that. If watching him down the stretch, because they needed every single possession down the stretch of that game was, was crucial for them to be able to pull this off. And in that weather, I mean, running, throwing, guy's a stud. Guys yeah, and the stuck. funny thing is, you you look at his numbers, you look at the box score, and it, it's not all that impressing, impressive. But uh, you watch the game, and, and just some the big plays he makes down the stretch are just winning plays. He's uh, just a winner. All I can say, yeah, you know, just a stud. Yup. Um, and then the Cardinals go into Carolina. Baker Mayfield doesn't look good again. The Cardinals offense wakes up a little bit. Twenty six sixteen. Anything here for you? Yeah, I, I would like to think Baker Mayfield's days are number two, but uh, be quite honest with you, I don't know who they turn to. <laughs> it's like you, you may run into the same problem with, with they. They've got. It's one of those things you get back to. Uh, you have two quarterbacks. You have no quarterbacks. You know. Absolutely. So, hey, we'll see if we'll see if uh, what they do there. I don't even know, but any other like key takeaways from that game? Yeah, we see the usage for Christian McCaffrey kind of uh, kind of flip. Um, leading receiver for the Panthers, uh, nine receptions, 81 yards, and a touchdown. So that's more uh, the kind of Christian McCaffrey we know and we haven't seen up to this point until week four. Um, so for fantasy purposes, it was good to see him, you know, kind of get that usage that, that we remembered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, late touchdown helped a lot too. I, uh, he's one of my guys, so it was encouraging, but also not encouraging as a whole with the offense. Um, this, this next game, man, I'll tell you what. The Raiders beat the Broncos 32-23. I think, I think this was a real, like, not a convincing win at all, in my opinion. Melvin fucking Gordon, Donnie. <laughs> I cannot stand this guy. He's fumbling on like 10% of his carries this season every time he touches the ball. I don't know like what he's doing before the games, man, but he was the difference in the betting spread with his uh fumble six. But like what are you what are you making of this game? These two teams are like certainly came into the year with with high aspirations and you know they're both kind of at a weird situation you know, with Vegas sitting at one and three, Denver two and two. It felt like you had to have it for Vegas, or you know you're sitting at zero and four, and your seasons might be cooked. Um, but I, these are two teams I, I'm going to have a you know an eye on moving forward just to see where they you know <clears throat> where they turn to because because Denver we expect to be a whole lot better. We expect this defense to be, or they've shown that they're a great defensive unit and. Didn't see that so much uh, here in week four. Yeah, you might get a little kick out of this, Donnie. Not that an injury is ever funny, but I uh, I called one of the guys in our fantasy league, Matt. 
um, after the Melvin Gordon fumble because he's I have Javante Williams in fantasy and he's been trying to leverage the handcuff of Melvin Gordon since the draft pretty much dangling him out there and I called him after that fumble and I was like Matt you know what fuck Melvin Gordon I don't want him I don't even care if Javante Williams went down I still wouldn't want Melvin Gordon little do you know man like I don't know how many plays later Javante Williams goes down and I my I got like sick in my stomach because I felt like I like spoke that into existence but now I just don't even like do you think given the fumbles and everything with the Javante Williams injury is that even the guy moving forward you know I think for fantasy purposes you know I think it'll be a handful of Mike Boone to be honest you know he was on the field a lot down the stretch after the Javante injury we didn't really see much Melvin. It was more Mike Boone. So I don't know if he'll be the passing down back or, or what, but that's something to note moving forward. Uh, hope Javante's injury is not too serious, but it uh, seems like it might be. Don, Donnie, for the love of God, don't let this Boone bonehead be the passing down. He's dropping passes left and right. He's the only one with more buttery hands than Melvin Gordon. Because <laughs> they could have even, uh, if you can't tell, I had a, a decent-sized bet on the Broncos. I had them like plus two and a half. They were in prime position to backdoor it in that last drive. And this Boone guy, he's he's dropping passes left and right. Ugh. He dropped some big passes, too, on, on third and fourth downs, I believe. Yeah, I, I apologize, everyone, for the rant. But my final <laughs> note here is just, too, that I think the it's people are being so dramatic about Russell Wilson. It's not even like he's not his numbers aren't even that bad. It's it's little mistakes that are killing this team. Um but yeah, anything else before we, we move to the final two games? No, no, nothing else. Packers, Patriots, almost had a uh, a little bit of a panic attack with my survivor pick here. I rode with the public behind the Packers. We got there, Donnie, but it was scary. Yeah, funny you say that. Uh, the public kind of sweeped up this this in, uh, in week four. One of those weeks. Yeah, so big bounce back uh, in week five. I, can't imagine the public wins like that two weeks in a row yeah these are the weeks where when those happen you know you know we'll get our shot coming um but yeah i mean overtime win for the packers pretty you know pretty sloppy game overall and then the nightcap chiefs bucks 72 points in this game 41 31 chiefs any thoughts takeaways yeah, it was nice to finally have a, a primetime game with some points. You know, we've seen them go to the under uh, almost all year. Uh, we see a, see a shootout, really impressive from from this Chiefs offense. We You don't see many teams run on Tampa Bay defense like the Chiefs did uh, last night. It was a really impressive game from Mahomes um, and that whole unit. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit upset with myself. I found the Chiefs as underdogs incredibly appealing the whole day. I didn't have a, a bet on this, but the lingering thought of the Super Bowl, because I got murdered. I took the Chiefs in the Super Bowl in this matchup a little while back, and that thought just lingered with me and scared me off. But, man, getting the Chiefs as a dog against any team in the league, I feel like is a decent spot these days. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, biggest downfall for Tampa in this one, just certainly uh, 
gave uh, the Chiefs a 20-point lead or whatever it was to start the game, but but only rushing for three yards. Uh, Rashad White, three carries, six yards. Leonard Fournette, three carries for negative three yards. Um, going into the season, Tampa made it, a, made it a point to, all right, we need to establish a ground game so Tom Brady's not throwing 50-plus times a game. Uh, but sort of the game script called for that for Tampa, and, and Brady looked really good. Had some of his weapons back. Unfortunately, Godwin uh, goes down again. I'm not sure the severity of that injury, but worth noting. Oh, I, I heard about that. I actually didn't see the injury. Did it look bad? I didn't. I can't recall. Uh, we'll have to check out the reports today and, and see where he's at. Yeah, it's a bummer. He's he's a stud. Um, all right. Well, what I want to do, what I want to do here is I want to move into the Monday night game quickly, and then I want to wrap up the episode with looking at some lines that we can try and beat. So first things first, in this Monday night matchup, we got the Rams going to San Francisco. We got a, let's see, I'm trying to get a consensus line because I'm seeing a one and a half, two, and two and a half. So depending what side you like, do your shopping. But what side do you like, Donnie? I'm actually going to have a play in this one. Uh, it's going to be on the Niners. You Let's know, go. we've seen we've seen in the past uh, Shanahan uh, kind of has this Rams uh, number, to be honest. And I'm going to be on the Niners, uh, probably the money line, kind of take the points out of it. I'll have to find the best number. I'm seeing uh, minus 130, so I'll have to shop around. I just think it's a good spot for the for the Ram- or the Niners here. Um, what do you think? I love it, and I love when we line up. I've locked in a unit bet on the 49ers money line. I got a 126 at FanDuel that's still available for anybody who wants it. I think BetMGM's pretty similar uh, price-wise, but I'm with you, man. Always like Shanahan in these matchups. I think the 49ers, like, yeah, it was a little sloppy against Denver um, last Sunday night, but... I think that that team's very very good, and this is a this is a good price for me. So I'm with you. Yeah, Niners sitting at one and two. It just feels like a game they got to have here at home. Got Jimmy it. G. Jimmy G. gets a full week of uh, you know first team reps, and and they'll figure this thing out. And I think they'll look good tonight. I actually thought about betting this game like multiple units. Um, I'm I'm gonna just roll with the one unit for now, but. I feel, this is a game I feel firm on the San Francisco side of. Um, I really do, Donnie. Yeah, I'll be on it for one unit as well. Uh, should we up it to a one and a half? What do you think? How about we, how will we go to win a unit? And just okay. net our unit, and, and it's a good night. I'm in. All right, let's do it. And final final thing before we get out of here, and I think the most important part of the show Let's try and snipe some lines, Donnie. I'm, I'm pulling up the odds board. I don't know if you have access to one as well, but let's just let's just take a glance for a moment here, and we'll kind of pass it back and forth with any games that that have our interest. And I'll throw it to you first if you have any that initially jump out. Wow, Bills, two touchdown favorites at home against the Steelers. Uh, sort of just you know gazed and throws, seeing what. Seeing what sticks out. Um, like, you got to talk it through, you know? I like what you're doing. Like, kind of just talk out loud to us. Let's get in your head. Oh, 
man, Minnesota, six and a half. Uh, yeah, home I saw against that the Bears. One. What do you think about that? If I can lay less than a touchdown. So there's one six and a half left. The rest of them are at seven. At DraftKings has a six and a half. And I'm with you, man. I'm I'll throw a half unit down right now. I I, I like the idea, Donnie, of betting these like smaller early because you know, if we if we get a great number, a good number, great. You know, we got in early. I don't think there's ever a need, not that you even necessarily can bet these heavy, but you know, like sprinkles here. Just right, just have skin in the game and, and beat a line. Exactly. Um, so I'll grab that with you right now at home in Minnesota. Yep. I just this Bears team stinks. Like, what do we not know here? I know it's a divisional game, but Kirk Cousins should be they should just be able to outscore them. We've talked about this Justin Fields led offense before. Um yeah, give me the Vikings. Half unit. I'm with you. We'll we'll both be having that posted. Um, and again, DraftKings for that one, for anyone listening. Uh, there was one, what do you think about, where is this? I want to make sure the number is still available. So, the Patriots are laying two and a half points on most books right now. They've got Detroit coming into town, and as I've noted all along, I, I love the Lions, but... Let me tell you why this is interesting to me, Donnie. I just don't see how Detroit is going to stop New England's run game. I saw a stat on PFF, or I forget even what the where it was, but the amount of push that the Patriots line gets, and you saw it on a really good Packers defense yesterday in Lambeau. I just feel like this is an absolutely miserable matchup for the Lions to just you know, for New England to hold the ball, whether or not Mac Jones plays is kind of the key here. Well, I think they're better off without him, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> I don't think there's a huge gap. Yeah, is kind of <laughs> no, what I'm certainly saying. Certainly not whether it's Hoyer or the rookie Zappy, uh, who looked okay. They didn't really kind of gave him some easy completions, but I'm I'm with you on that. This team wins behind their offensive line, not behind their quarterback and behind their defense. Um so yeah, I mean, I'm 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 not gonna pull the trigger on this one at this moment, but I'm just gonna note that a, a minus two and a half in Foxborough with a team that just looks miserable defensively in Detroit, that might look good come a few days from now. Uh, I got one more, uh, you know, half unit play that that stands out to me, and it feels super ugly, Ricky. Let me hear. I'm gonna take the Colts, sort of buying low. On Thursday night football, I'll take the three and a half. Not sure where this market's going to go, where this number's going to end up, but I'm going to play it safe. Get the get the hook with the three and a half now. Um, where are the where are the lines looking across the board? Three and a half across the board. Points bets hanging a one hundred and seven would be like the best possible number you could get right now. Yeah, I'll lock that in for a half unit. It's super ugly, but. You know, primetime game, I think it'll be on the opposite side of the public, and it's a sort of a buy low for the Colts here. They just got to stop turning the ball over, establish the run game, and, and they'll be okay. I, I don't I don't hate it at all. I think that hook, too, could come into play come Thursday. Who knows? Like I said, it's super, super ugly. We've seen Indianapolis, uh, how they looked in week four. and um, But I'll, I'll take the three and a half here. I think they'll stay inside that number. Half unit? Yep. 
All right, two more games before we get out of here that I had kind of caught my eye. First one, the New York Giants. They get There's eights, plus eights available all over the place going into Green Bay. My concern is the QB, not just his health, but him as a whole in Daniel Jones. <laughs> um, I mean, but an eight, you know, to get, to get eight points against another team in Green Bay that... I don't know. I think there's I think there's question marks on that offense. Does that draw your interest at all? No, I, I can't really wrap my finger around this Giants team. Yes, they're three and one. It's impressive. But we talked about before who they're actually beating. Uh, I still think they're frauds. Uh, or so who's under center? Um, I'm gonna be off. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay off as well now but the final game and we spoke about this team a little bit earlier whether they might be our our juggernaut here maybe the Detroit Lions of last year but the Atlanta Falcons are getting eight points in Tampa Bay now the eights are going away this has already moved to seven and a half at at multiple books but here's a prime spot man Falcons eight points any interest no, on the road. You know, Tom Brady looked so much better last night with with his weapons back. That feels like a bad spot for the Falcons there, and no play for me. Yeah, the one thing Tom Brady did do last night, he wiped away some of the concern. Any concern, you know, of really anyone probably had about his age and ability. He looked he looked every bit of his last year form. But Dude, uh, I do like the Browns here, though. Browns going against Tom I know but get a field goal you know even the Texans kind of ran ran through this uh, Chargers defense on the ground I think the Browns will have a lot more success than that Um, getting a field goal what do you think I mean getting a field goal this game's in Cleveland you know what just give me it for a half unit I like it I like it too. We'll lock you in. And you know what? I'm actually going to pull the trigger on the Patriots because I like this minus two and a half at minus 107 at points bet. So I'm going to lock that in for a half unit too. Anything else before we roll out of here, Donnie? No. I'm going to enjoy this uh, some Monday night football. Go Niners. Should be a, you know, a great matchup. Hey, we'll appreciate you joining the show. Go Niners, as you said. Steady Picks Radio. We will be back on Thursday. Have a great week, everyone.